War is an interesting statistic, and people cite it all the time as a way to evaluate players' contributions to the team and offense. But what if there was another way at looking at offensive statistics? That's what we're going to talk about today. Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark, and this is Gordon, and we love talking about baseball. People always look at war as this way of evaluating a player and sort of a putting together their contributions towards winning baseball. But the, one of my biggest issues with war is, as even though as somebody that cites it all the time, I have no idea how it works. Or how it's calculated, right? right what the right, ratios what I mean. are. Right, right. Because there's a lot of factors that go into... There's a ton of different factors that go into it. And so I think that while it's a great statistic, you don't exactly know what's going into creating it. So... Yeah, okay, you know, Mike Trout has worth been worth eight war every season, but what exactly makes up that eight war? Right. You're 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 I mean the idea is is obviously to boil down a player's entire contribution to one number. So that's cool. Uh but I think it's hard for the like you're saying for the average fan to understand it. Um and so I was fooling around with it and started thinking about, well, what's a good measure of of a, a player's uh, offensive uh, effectiveness? And I came up with total bases. Yeah, I think total bases is interesting it's very straightforward so single times one double times two triple times three home run times four that's how you calculate total bases right exactly it's you know if you get a double you get two bases if you get a triple you get three pretty self-explanatory so um and, and the the greatest players in major league history will show up on a list of total base totals of all time because they played a long time and they were great. So of course you're going to see, you know, them near the top of the list. But if you're just looking at total bases, it tends to reward certain things. It rewards longevity guys that played a lot of seasons <laughs> right. more than anything else. Because you have to get a lot of plate appearances to get a lot of uh, Total bases. To your point, Pete Rose is number nine on the all-time list of total bases, and he's a guy that didn't hit home runs and hit only hit doubles and singles for the the greatest singles but he had 15, in history. He had fifteen thousand plate appearances. Fifteen thousand, almost sixteen thousand plate appearances. Right. And that, so, and he had five thousand seven hundred and fifty-two total bases. Babe Ruth, who's one spot ahead of Pete Rose has 5,793 total bases, but he did that in only 10,600 plate appearances. That's two-thirds of the uh, uh, plate appearances. So that's a significant difference in terms of how quickly they were able to accumulate those total bases. Right, and and the fact that power hitters are supremely favored, you know, in total base calculations, obviously. But guys, you still, if you're a guy, Luis Arias would still have a lot more total bases than a lot of guys this season because he just gets a lot more hits than them. Right, but he's, he's right in that sense. But it's going to be harder. I mean, Ty Cobb is number six on the all-time list. He was a singles hitter, right? He he, he led the league in home runs one year, though I should say, with nine. Um, right, and so <laughs> uh, I think what's interesting is so if you look at total bases, it's going to favor certain eras of players because pretty much any guy from the dead ball era is going to struggle to be on this list. There were exactly zero players in the top three hundred and thirty total base all time from before nineteen twenty. Right, because zero. You, you simply if you were playing a game where you hit singles and you now have to compete against guys that hit you know if you hit 60 home runs in a year that's 240 total bases just right there so i wrote an article on substack you can find it it says if if war is hell um and and, or i said war is if war is hell could there be one baseball stat to rule them all and so you know the idea is is total bases per plate appearance a stat that could rule them all no but it's a stat the average fan can calculate easily as opposed to what you said about war right and and you could and this just gives you a general idea 
because it's going to take into account similar things. If a guy's reaching on a walk, he's still getting a total base. He gets one for that. So this is going to be a useful thing for sort of just drilling down quickly to look at an offensive player's overall contribution to offense without the messiness of OPS, where it's like, okay, well, the guy's got a 800 OPS. Well, is he like a 400 on base guy with a 400 slugging or is he a 300, 500 guy, 300, 500 guy, which is very different. So um, what I like what I like doing is is looking at a list and I, I put this in the article going okay if you go down the top list of total base it's it's like a Hall of Fame list and, uh, unsurprisingly <laughs> Hank Aaron is number one uh, Pujols is number two which kind of surprised me actually that he was that high up Stan Musial Willie Mays Barry Bonds we mentioned Ty Cobb is in there A Rod is number seven Babe Ruth you mentioned eight Pete Rhodes nine Carl Yastrzemski ten I mean these are everybody's a Hall of Famer except for guys that and aren't allowed to be Hall of Famers twenty two years or more. <laughs> Right? 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 And you got to get all the way down to Lou Gehrig, who's number 20 on the list, who only played 17 years, tragically. Which might, t- which might make Tells you how good he is. Right. Tells you how <laughs> impressive was. he is. So, um, and so you look at those guys, but then when you start trying to measure, okay, well, how do, they, how do they look if you were to take the total bases they got by the plate appearances, which you were talking about before? Right. And this is where it gets interesting because it helps kind of take away – it helps even it out so that the guys that just played a lot and then sort of stat accumulated, especially at the end of their career, they're not getting benefits for that as much because you're kind of knocking them down for being like, okay, yeah, you got an extra 400 total bases at the end of your career, but you did that over a ton of at bats. So that would lower your per plate appearance ranking. So it actually probably will be, and we'll get to this about teams because the adding the team together sort of takes about the individuality of one player's contribution and says, how good is that team? Right. And that, and then having that team, so that'll tell you is every time that team sent up a player to the plate, he would they would have this percentage chance of having him get a this base. many total bases, right? And it gets impressive because you have some teams that I mean, no team approaches a point five rating. Well, one team this year is getting there, but we'll talk they're about that. They're not there yet. No, no, and but they're not going to get they, there. But there are players, you know, Babe Ruth averaged point. Five four total bases per plate. The highest plate in major the league history. So, and, and isn't it great that Babe Ruth is at the top of a list like that? I just right. love that. And just to make sense of it, basically what that means is every time Babe Ruth stepped to the base, he had a fifty percent chance of basically fifty four percent chance, fifty four percent chance of getting to first base. Right, getting a base. Right, getting right. a base uh, somehow, some way. That's wild when you think about it. And and his uh, his teammate and guy who batted behind him in the order, Lou Gehrig, is right behind him here uh, in, in this list at number two all-time at .523 um, total bases for a plate appearance. And there are a few guys at, at over .5, including Jimmy Fox. So there, there basically are only three in the, that I could find uh, mm-hmm. that had the amount of a-bats that these guys had. And the rest of the list is made up with guys like uh, uh, Manny Ramirez, Rogers Hornsby at 496, Vlad Guerrero at 497. I think it's interesting that, sh- that Vladimir Guerrero shows up so strongly on this when you account for per plate appearance and that's what's nice about doing this is it helps kind of reward the guys that maybe just didn't play the same number of seasons as some of these other guys right and vlad played less seasons than everybody on the list to your point he only played 16 right uh, ted williams is on the list above him at 19 seasons uh, he had 0.499 almost oh, oh right. he's just falling just should have got the 0.5 i mean come on ted um stan usual at 0.482 willie mays at 484 and uh, manny ramirez at 493 i think Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's what's interesting. But I think, as you said, the more interesting application for this might be for teams overall and sort of looking at that, because when you look at it on a single season basis, 
it's really hard to kind of derive anything for an individual player because it's it's subjective to the individual year and it's it's prone to noise and stuff. But when you look at a team looking at their total basis per plate appearance for the season is really going to tell you what that offense looked like for that team that year. And and so as we we kind of teased out, uh, nobody is 0.5 for on a team basis uh, in in the history of Major League Baseball for the entire season, right? So I thought the greatest team, you know, I, I was going to find was going to be the 27 Yankees, right? They're the 27 Yankees, shouldn't they? The be greatest numbers, lineup that's ever the been. Number one. Well, the Yankees are on the list, but the 27 Yankees are not in the top. 20 i don't think they're 21st they're 21st so you know and and they that was a great hitting team so there are 20 teams above them and we thought we'd talk a little about those teams because right. they're all very interesting to now talk what's about. interesting is that when you look at these teams and when you're evaluating them by this metric you're seeing overwhelmingly more modern teams and i think that's for a couple reason one teams overall just hit more home runs today and hitting home runs is a really good thing for this statistic you get four bases for a home run that's pretty valuable for getting your total bases for paid appearance up. You know what I saw in, in some of my research this week? Um, so the player that has the record for most total bases in a game mm-hmm. um, is a guy that played for our Mets at one point. But this wasn't when he was with the Mets. Uh, he, the, the number is 19. Four home runs and a triple? Four home runs, a double, and a single. Okay. That's a day. That's a day. Sean Green. Huh. Sean Green has the, I, I think somebody else might have tied that rest, that, that record. Did you get an idea? You know, 19 total bases is, is a crazy game. So let's just go in, re, in, in reverse order and talk about these teams because it's fun to talk about the teams. So the 27 Yankees uh, were down there, uh, at, we said, at 21. Um, the 2021 Toronto Blue Jays are next. And that was an impressive. Wow. And, and so what are you going to see with these teams? And the reason why I think you're seeing so many of these more modern teams is like we said teams hit more home runs today but you also don't have weak hitters in these lineups look at that toronto blue jays lineup from 2021 top to bottom everybody on that team could hit and hit for power you don't have these weak hitting shortstops or like you did even in the american league up until what was it 74 you don't have a pitcher in the line 73 right so and that's such a great point because if you look at the list as we go through it think about it when we're talking about it it's all american league teams with the dh or two teams or three teams from 1930 the greatest offensive year in in uh, major league history uh and, and then there's one team at the top and then the rockies and, and, the, and the Rockies are in there a few times because they play in a bandbox and the ball goes a million miles. So there's no other teams, right, that, that can come into that. And I think that's really interesting. So the Blue Jays surprised me because I knew that was a good hitting team. But to be near the top like that, I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 96 Mariners um, are, are next. Not surprising given the level of firepower. I think that was A-Rod's rookie season. They I still had right. Ken Griffey and Edgar Martinez on that team. So that's a pretty star-studded lineup right there. And the 97 Mariners were better. They're higher up up on the list but those right. those those back-to-back teams were very good uh after the Mariners again the 2000 Blue Jays so that's interesting to me because I wouldn't right. have I wouldn't have I, I'm sure if we looked at that team because I think was Olerud back on them by 2000 yeah, I, I can't remember I, I don't he, think so he was uh was he still with the Mets yeah I think he was still with the Mets actually at that point so and 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 so that but that, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't have thought that team I, I would have been near the top like that right um the 1930 Cubs we talk about the greatest offensive year that was Hack Wilson's 56 home runs and 191 right, RBIs so you had three teams that are floating around from that 1930 period then the 97 Colorado Rockies mm. not a surprise that we see the Rockies uh, they'll be back 
the 2003 Atlanta Braves, and I guess that was in Turner Field, mm-hmm. you know, before where they are now. And uh, that team didn't win the World Series, didn't even go to the World Series. And so I'm trying to think, who were the hitters on the 2003 Braves? Was that, that was Andrew Besides Jones. Chipper Jones, by the way. Yes, Andrew Jones, Chipper Jones, the Jones boys, was Tash- Brian McCann. Was that when Teixeira was a Brave? I think you might be right. Very good, very good. That's that's a that's a good call. So they're they're up there pretty high, higher than you would think. The 1936 Yankees, which was the first of four consecutive World Series winning teams in 1936. I think there was a guy named um, DiMaggio and Gehrig on that team. Hmm. Babe Ruth was already gone by then. Um, and then and no-name players right there. No, yeah, no-name players. The uh, 2005 Texas Rangers. 2005. So those aren't the World Series teams. No. They had a guy named Juan Gonzalez on that team, I believe. No, by then, was he gone already? He no, he's gone, gone by, by then. then. So, so Josh Hamilton? That was the Michael Young yeah, well, Michael Young was a singles and doubles hitter. So yeah, yeah, but, he, but he had a couple really good Really good years where he hit for high average. That would have been Josh Hamilton. Yeah. I just, A-Rod was a Yankee by that point. Yeah, I'm not looking at the at the team. I'm just trying to think in my right. mind, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what made what made them so good. So Ivan Rodriguez was there at that time. So yes, was he? I thought he would have been a national at that point. No, that he was after. That was after the Marlins. So 99, did I say? You, you said 05. 05, yeah. The, that was after after he came from the Marlins. I okay, think. okay. He came from there. So uh, the ninety we mentioned the 97 Seattle Mariners. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 1930 New York Giants. And there's another, you know, there's this 1930 year, which, you know, you had great players on that team. Uh, Bill Terry and and I think Mel Ott was on that team as well. Um, and then how about the next is the 2017 Houston Astros. One of the best teams Really, if they did not have that cloud over them, people would talk about them in a different way. And you knew that team could hit, right? Uh, and and they they come in in the, in the top ten uh, all time for seasons at four point uh, point four two seven. Uh, the the two thousand one Rockies. So we had I think the two thousand Rockies, the two the ninety nine Rockies, the two thousand one so Rockies. And a bunch of the, those teams could really hit. They, they were matchers no pitching. I think even Mike Hampton contributed a lot. For the <laughs> yeah, he probably hit home runs for them at yeah. that time. Um, the two thousand three Boston Red Sox, which is interesting because that is. Not the, the team that won, won the, the World, World Series. Series. It was, was the year, year before. before. Uh, but that was a, a really good hitting team. 0.336. Uh, also, 0.33 was the 2019 Houston Astros. Right, which tells you how good those late 2010 Astro teams were. Well, that, 2019, that was only. Well, 2017, 2019, 2019 2018. Right. I think they were hurt a bunch that year. Right, right. The Red Sox won in, in 18. But, you know, that's why the Astros, when it gets to the playoffs, even, you know, without Correa, as we've seen uh, them do last year, now, that's that's a tough team. I, I will say, though, the fact that uh, the number two, three, and four teams on this list were all 2019. Oh, you American noticed that, did you? Teams, I think that led some credence to the whole idea that just maybe the ball might have been a little juiced that year. That's right. You have, in fact, uh, and we'll get to this in a moment, the top four teams all time in terms of total bases per plate appearance by the team have all been recorded in the last four years. Right, because in number three, you have the 2019 Yankees. That was a mashing team. And then a mashing team that people, I think, don't realize was a mashing team was the 2019 Twins. I I mean, I knew they could hit. Because they were the other team before this year. With all the home runs, right. With the third, I think having seven guys or six guys. Guys with 30, 30 home, home runs. runs. Yeah, yeah. They had that as well, with Eddie Rosario interestingly being a common link between both of those teams. But they're number two to Eddie Rosario's current team. 
the 2023 Braves. It's this year. So I, I, I'm so shocked that I, I kind of, you know, invented. I came up with this way of measuring. And by the way, you can't, you can't do this in Baseball Reference yet. I'm gonna maybe we'll ask, yeah, uh, you know, Sean those guys that maybe yeah. they put that in there because I think it's an interesting way to evaluate the greatest possibly the greatest hitting team by what people are talking about of all time is the 2023 Braves and they have the, are having the greatest season by a fair margin right because the the Minnesota Twins come in at uh 0.443 played up here uh which is which is a better much better than the 19 Yankees uh were 0.437 so there's but a then big the difference the Braves there. this year are at 0.449 almost 0.45 right so they they have a significant gap between them and the, the second place twins, which is really just showing what another level this is, which is, you know, even aided because there are things that aren't being taken into account. So Acuna 70 stolen bases don't factor into this to number TV at all. Right, right, right. So that, that shows you just how crazy that offense is, where they're not only getting on base at an elite level, but they're stealing them like crazy. And and so it look it's 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 not a perfect stat. I, in, in the article that I wrote, I, I came up because I always like to look at this with Chet Lemon and Harold Baines. Yeah. So Chet Lemon, you may be no, vaguely – no idea. Okay, very good center fielder for the Tigers. Uh, I'm trying to think where else he played. I'll think of it in a moment. Um, and he had you know, a good hitter, a career war of like 55. Yeah. Um, he played the same amount of seasons as Harold Baines, who has a career war of 38. And, and you think so, so – and then total basis per plate appearance, he's about 6% Chet Lemon better than Harold Baines you know, overall, and, and which is – that's a significant number. A, especially because would you would say Chet Lemon – was a much better uh, defensive player than Harold yes, Baines. Yes. So that's the difference almost between you're like, okay, yeah, there is the difference there. So it does it does play out well. But that goes to, you know, I don't think anybody would be arguing that Chet Lemon should be a Hall of Famer, even though he had a much better career when you look at it. 55, 50, war, 55.8 war or something like well, that. Well, if we're arguing for a big haul, we might. But, <laughs> well, yes, yes, you're right. And 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 so that at Harold Baines, who we're saying, okay, the, he's the questionable guy we all talk about. Would you... Would you think that either one of them are Hall of Famers on the basis of, you know, and and just because I know people per, would be interested in this. If you're looking at this on an individual basis, 0.45, interestingly, is the cutoff for a career. If you're above 0.45 for your career, you're in like the total top, basis per plate appearance. Per, per, total per, per late basis per plate appearance. You're in like the top 20 of players all time. That's like that's where the truly career wise. Reside. But in any yeah. individual season, you can be much higher. Oh than yeah, that. I, I think Shohei had a. Was five four five this year. Right. Uh, Babe Ruth had an over six one uh, season. One that season. was the highest. That's ever. the highest of all time. And Bonds had a couple high fives right. in there. Right, right. But, you know, Shohei had an amazing, you know, season when you look at it from that standpoint. And probably the reason he's, you know, uh, another reason why he's the American League MVP because he hasn't played in a while and he still no, has the list. The lead. He's yeah. still got more home runs than everybody by and he's going to win the home run title and he's done. So so the only thing that this doesn't, I mean, you might argue that, oh, this doesn't favor the single hitter as well. But we interestingly did look at Arias using this and he actually came out pretty well. Because, better than I thought. Better than you'd think because, yes, single guys, single guys are hurt by this on a career basis but not in an individual season and there's no crown for this in, in a year or for the career no, but this is going to kind of help you know okay how good is this like what is this guy actually contributing because I, i'm sure if you you'll have some guys in here that you think oh well you know he hits 30 home runs in a season but then you look at a total basis per plate appearance and you're like oh well like he's not actually doing a whole lot right i think i think the seasons you think would be great um, you know, are, are, are great, right? But there's some guys you, you wouldn't expect to show out well on this, like Luis Gonzalez being like essentially a top 10 player. 
He, he had 419 total bases in, in, in 2001, Luis Gonzalez. I had no idea that, you know, he would stack up on the list of these players, by the way, which include mostly Hall of Famers really, again. He's kind of the only guy that sticks out on the list in a single season. Right, right. You get all the way down to Todd Helton, who's, who's number 26. So, uh, and, and this year, um, for total bases, you know, it, it makes sense. The most total bases is Acuna, right, mm-hmm. in, in the National League. You look at the teams on here, it's all... Atlanta Braves, L.A. Dodgers, and Mariners. Really, the only guys that stick out on here is sort of being out of place. Or interestingly, Bobby Witt Jr., and a guy that probably does not get talked enough about for how good he is on the Chicago I White Sox. I you say this. Yep. And Luis Robert. Yeah, yeah. He is, he is unbelievable, and he's having an amazing season for a team that is just down it bad in the worst way. And, and, I, and I, you know, he's a, he's a player, by the way, that, you know, you kind of think, could we steal a guy like that? Maybe the, <laughs> the, the White Sox are like, yeah, it's not working out with Luis Robert. I'll Maybe you a lightly used Mark Viento. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically, when you're looking at evaluating players and you're tired of looking at war, we're suggesting you try using total bases per plate appearance. And please, you know, folks, write in and try this yourself and see how it works and and, and tell us if you've got another stat that we're, right, we're exactly. not coming We'd up love with. To that hear if you look at, you know, guys historically or currently, we think it's just a great way to be able to kind of quickly get an idea of how somebody's doing just because you don't need a whole lot of math to get there. It's real simple. Exactly. Everybody can do this. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Follow us on Twitter at Almost Google.